are Locked On Pistons, your daily Detroit Pistons podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's the deal? Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Pistons Podcast. I'm your host, per usual, Kuka Hill. You can find me on Twitter at Kuka Hill NBA. You can find me on YouTube at Kuz Ballroom. You can also find me over at Detroit Bad Boys, writing articles about the Pistons. And we are recording this right after the Pistons 76-72 loss to the OKC Thunder in the first game of the Summer League. And the entirety of this podcast is simply going to be me just recapping this loss and what, what I took from this first game of Summer League. Uh, my biggest takeaway is obviously what we learned. Or, I mean, let me say this to start off honestly. It's Summer League. It's the first game. Let's not get too out of pocket about things. However, added on to the fact that we're going to recap what happened in this game, there were a few things that happened that I think you can take away and look forward to see either change, improve, uh, some things you like to see, etc. in this first game. So let's get right to it. I know the big thing that everyone wants to hear about, obviously, Kay Cunningham. So in his first game with the Detroit Pistons in the Summer League, Kay Cunningham shot 5 of 17 from the floor, 2 of 7 from 3, only had 12 points, had 5 turnovers, 6 rebounds and 2 assists, 2 steals and 2 blocks. So, what did I think about Kay's performance tonight? Um, there's, there's a lot of thoughts I have about it. So, first, he started off hot. Obviously, everyone was going crazy. I was going crazy. It was a, a lot of fun to watch in the first quarter. It seemed like the Pistons were clicking all cylinders and were establishing the fact, yeah, we have four guys who are legitimately NBA rotation players, and we're just going to dominate everyone here. Uh, and it looked like that was go- what was going to happen until everyone got subbed out and they brought in Saban Lee and uh, everything just went downhill in that second quarter and Pistons never really recovered. But back to Kay Cunningham. So he played really well to start out the gate, uh, showcased his three-point ability, his creation off the dribble early. But there were some things that he struggled with, and to be honest, I, I don't think that he was really, really helped at all. Actually, I think he was actually hurt a lot of the game uh, for multiple reasons. One, I'm going to assume that about like three of these turnovers are from Tyler Cook simply not being able to catch a ball, which by the way, Tyler Cook, I don't think could have played a, a, a even worse game than he played today. Like that was just, that that might be one of the worst games I've ever watched. That you, there's, I don't think he could have played any worse. And for the entirety of the game, Tyler Cook basically was Kay Cunningham and Killian Hayes' pick-and-roll partner uh, in the pick-and-roll, obviously, rolling to the rim, and it just it was it was pretty damn bad. He They gave him a few good passes around the rim to try finish a lob. He fumbled it. A few passes in transition, he fumbled it. Uh, there was one when Kay tried leading him after getting a steal on a fast break, and he just fumbled it. So I'm, I'm almost certain that like at least three of these turnovers were from Tyler Cook simply just not being able to catch a basketball and like I said it was just I, I oh god I don't even want to watch Tyler Cook play again man I, I I you guys know that I haven't been the biggest fan of Tyler Cook but it's today was just so bad against summer league competition for him to play that awful I, that that's that was pretty bad to see but anyways back to Killian Hayes he obviously was hurt by that a lot of the times they played him with Killian Hayes and Saban Lee and honestly, I thought him and Killian actually worked pretty well together, even though there is something I want to touch on that a little bit later. Uh, but having him with Saban Lee and Killian Hayes definitely wasn't working, uh, major- majority because 
of Saban Lee, its inability to shoot the basketball. And I don't know why, but it seemed like when Saban Lee was in the game, his usage rate was at like 95%. Like everything was being ran through Saban Lee. And it really doesn't make sense. I I mean, I, I actually know. Let me stop analyzing this like it's a regular season game. Obviously, it makes sense. They want him to work on things. It's like there's other things that other players were trying to do that they don't usually do. They were trying to work on things in the summer league. You're trying to improve. So yeah, that's why it makes sense. However, that I think that had a lot to do, lot to do while that Cade didn't play very well tonight, um, shooting wise, defensively. I thought he looked really damn good defensively. He had a quite a few steals, got up in people's grill, uh, forced a lot of loose balls, came away with a few blocks as well. Uh, had a lot of good contests out there, moved his feet pretty well, did a real good job, helped defense, rotating. Uh, he looked really good on that end. And honestly, offensively, outside of his shots, I mean, there's, I feel like if you watch the Summer League and you're you're like looking past the, obviously if shots go in or not, obviously you would have liked to see shots go in. Uh, but there were a few times where you obviously saw the things that make Cade special and make him the number one overall pick. There were multiple times uh, he, he delivered good passes to Tyler Cook, he just couldn't finish. There was a few times he delivered good passes on a kickout. Overall, I think the thing the Pistons are going to have to do with Kate Cunningham moving forward in the Summer League, and I'm honestly shocked that I have to come on here and say this. I did not think I would have to come on here and say this, but get him involved more? Like, I, I, I'm kind of shocked that I have to come on here and say that about the number one overall pick, but it seemed like that he was standing along the perimeter way too damn much. Uh, like I said, I think him and Killian had a pretty good synergy going on. Them two were getting along great on the court, I feel like. I feel like they had some pretty good chemistry. They found each other. They they took turns moving the ball up in transition. Killian looked for him in transition. Like, I feel like them two worked together. It was just like when Saban Lee was in the game, like, I don't know. Obviously, you're trying to get Saban Lee to improve on some things and give him some game reps, so I get that part of it. But still, it was like... I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to look at this more from a coaching perspective instead of a fan perspective. Because if you're just trying to get like some of these younger guys and some of these guys that don't usually get run, trying to see if they can improve some areas or let them work on some things against live comp- competition, it makes sense somewhat. But then also, I, I just don't know if it makes sense that your number one overall pick basically wasn't the focal point of the offense at all. And that right there is kind of confusing to me. It just It just really does confuse me. But yeah, obviously, I think Cage going to come back next game shooting lights out, and he's going to put on a big show and a big game, especially after the game that, uh, what's his name, Jalen Green had uh, earlier, the game right before his, dropping, I believe it was 23 points and I have 18 shooting. Um, but yeah, I, I think Cage going to be straight. Obviously, it's summer league. It's not nothing to get too big about. Uh, but just recapping the game, yeah, it, it was kind of just like confusing that the Pistons didn't really like run through Cade or make him number one option. Also, I just found it absolutely insane that the Pistons like actively multiple times looked him off in the post when he had a smaller defender on him. Like, he legit would be calling for the ball, demanding for it, and the Pistons would just look him off and not give him the ball. you got to have a lot of gall to do that to the number one overall pick. Basically, just look him off like that. you got to have a lot of gall to do that. But, yeah, definitely not the best opening pre- uh, performance by Kay Cunningham, but it's nothing to be too worried about and nothing. I mean, it's like I said, it's just summer league, but it is what it is. But lastly, before we get into the ad break, there's one more thing I want to say. I think this was just a really, really bad showing. For not only, actually, I'm not even going to say his name anymore. That center that was playing out there, dropping every pass, number 25. Uh, but it was also just a really bad performance, in my opinion, from, from Saban Lee. Uh, he was able to get a few points on the board and rack up his point total towards the end of the game. Uh, but it was, overall, he, it, it did not look very good from him, in my opinion. He didn't look very good on de- defense. Offensively, it was almost like a black hole over there, and he just re- really wasn't creating much, turning the ball over a lot. had a lot of, like, just bad, bad possessions. Uh, definitely don't want to see that in the heels of giving him a three-year contract to basically prove that he could be a backup point guard. 
You definitely wanted to see him improve some. He's trying to take threes out there. I think he made one but missed every other one. I believe he took four threes uh, tonight. Actually, I have the box score in front of me. I don't know why I'm not just looking at that. Uh, yeah, he took four threes, one of four from the field. Uh, yeah, it, it just wasn't that good of a showing from him at all. Uh, it, that's definitely not something you want to see from him, especially against G League competition. You expect him to, to take, a, take a step forward or at least showcase some things to let people know. Like, if you're watching the game not knowing names, you know that he's one of the guys that are in the NBA not fighting for a spot. Uh, you, I don't think you could tell that tonight. So it definitely was a pretty bad showing from him and, and Tyler Cook tonight. But when we come back, we're going to talk about some of the things that I did take away that I think you actually can take away in the bigger picture things uh, just from one summer league game. Yes, I know that may sound crazy, but there are a few things that I took away from that. We'll talk about those things when we come back. But before we get into all that, let me tell you about today's sponsor, Stat Hero. Do you know 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising? I know it's not surprising to me. I found myself on the wrong end of things too many times. The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention experts, who have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. That's why I'm introducing Stat Hero to you guys. It's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control of winning within reach. Here's how it works. Stat Hero shows you your lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups. You name your stakes. Winner take all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you the lineups ahead of time. No one else does that. You are in total control. Stat Hero is the DFS the way it was meant to be, one-on-one. Go to StatHero.com slash LockedOn. Sign up for free right now and you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to StatHero.com slash LockedOn. Again, that's StatHero.com slash LockedOn. Play StatHero now and change the odds. But man, you guys can't tell me that at the beginning of this game, you guys weren't hype. I, I saw everyone on Twitter going crazy. I was having a hell of a time in that first quarter. It was really a lot of fun. The Pistons came out just destroying them. And everyone looked like like the four main guys, Sekou, Sadiq, Killian, and Cade, all were pretty much showing like all we need to see. Things went downhill after that, obviously. But that first quarter, man, you guys can't tell me you guys weren't having a hell of a time watching these Pistons in the Summer League. So hopefully we have more experiences like that moving forward. I'm sure we will. Like I said, I think Cade's going to come back and have a really good performance next time up. Uh, I, I hope to see Killian Hayes be a little bit more aggressive with his with his shot. Uh, there was a drive late in the game that he actually went coast-to-coast and went into contact, like I've been mentioning on the pocket I want to see from him. He did go into the contact and draw off free throws. He missed both the free throws, which was actually shocking as hell to see from him. But that was something I wanted to see from him, and he did it. So hopefully he does more of that moving forward in the summer league against this competition, try to better himself with it. But this is the big takeaway that I want to take from this game already through one summer league game. It's already I've already seen enough to know that this is a takeaway for me. And I think some of you guys may know where I'm going with this. So Sadiq Bey has been a topic of discussion of mine all offseason. And I've found myself in the minority criticizing him, talking about his game, not being as high on him as everybody else. And everyone has continually looked at me like I was crazy. You guys want to know the, the biggest, most important stat in this game? The stat that should just pop off your the box score for you guys when you look at it? The, the fact that Sadiq Bey has zero assists. Now, all summer, I have been sitting here telling everybody that, no, I don't want to see Sadiq Bey try to, to be something he's not off the dribble. I don't want to see Sadiq Bey try to be something he's not around the rim. I don't want to see Sadiq Bey try to put the ball on the ground and try to show, oh, look, I can be this self-creator. He, I just don't think he, he, that's not in his future. He's not going to be that in the NBA. I just don't see it. If he does, he proves me wrong. But he's not going to be that in the NBA, my opinion, ever. 
that's not what he's going to be. He needs to maximize himself being a 3 and D type of player. Maximize that to the utmost potential. You can be a really damn good player by maximizing that uh, role. However, today, we did not see that. And I think if you guys remember from a, po- a few podcasts ago, I said that one of the things I wanted to see from Sadiq Bey was him try to just maximize that role next to Killian Hayes and Kay Cunningham. Try to fit with that, that chemistry, what's going to happen in the NBA season. Try to just get into that role and maximize it to the best he can. Uh, one, he didn't do that. Uh, he, he tried to create a little bit off the dribble, and he did have some shots that he hit off the dribble, which was, I guess, cool to see. However, there was multiple, 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 multiple possessions where exactly why I told you guys throughout the summer that was this glaring hole in his offensive game in his rookie year, and it was the reason why it will limit his ceiling and why he never really will be able to do anything with the ball in his hands in the NBA level is the fact that he just has insane tunnel vision. He just makes bad decision after bad decision after bad decision. Tunnel vision, uh, like, it it literally drives me crazy. He had two turnovers tonight, but really, some of these shot attempts that he ended up having to force really should count as turnovers, or he really should have, like, five turnovers this game. I know some of you Sadiq Bey uh, stands are going to be mad that I'm picking him apart right now, but this is the thing. This is what I wanted to see in Summer League. This is one of the things, like, if you go back a few years to Bruce Brown's Summer League when he was, like, the MVP of the Summer League when he was going crazy... That was one of the things that you can take away from the Summer League. Not how well he's shooting or him bullying people around. No. We saw him make reads. We saw him make next level reads. We saw him make passes on the dime, accurate, all those kind of things, on time, etc. We saw that from Bruce Brown. So we were, we knew that that was something he uh, worked on and improved on. We were like, okay, that's something we can see him doing in the regular season. And he did end up doing that. So there are certain things you can look at in Summer League and you can actually take away from and look ahead to the NBA season. And I think one basic thing you can look at from Sadiq Bey is that against G League competition, you should be able to see wide open players. If you really struggle at simply hitting a wide open person in your rookie year, you should be able to see that step forward in a G League, uh, not G League game, a summer league game that you have now improved your vision to a point where you can hit wide open people right next to you. And he didn't do that even a little bit tonight. Not even a little, not one time. He had zero assists. Not one time did he do that. And he was 6 of 13 from the field. Okay, so it, it was it, multiple possessions, guys. If you watched the game last night, you guys know what I'm talking about. Multiple possessions at the rim when he simply just doesn't have a chance at finishing these layups. He's not that explosive, and that's okay. Like I said, he can maximize his role, but there was multiple times at the rim when he tried to force something he just can't simply do, and he had K Cunningham wide open in the corner. Or he had Seku wide, wide open next to him on the block. There was one play where Seku got a steal and passed it to Zeke Bay immediately and started spreading the court. Instead of him giving Seku the ball, who's wide open, spreading the court, he tries to force a fast break layup, and like we saw a lot last year, Bailey got off the ground and got swatted at uh, at the rim. So it's just like there was multiple possessions as well where like he would pick up his dribble and basically have nowhere to go and still would force up a shot anyways instead of passing to someone wide open next to him. That end of the game play to uh, Kay Cunningham for that corner three that he ended up missing. That would have been a wide-open jump shot if Sadiq Bey would have just gave him the ball instantly, but Sadiq like, hesitated and thought about shooting himself and gave him a bad late pass, and eventually Cade had to shoot over a contest. Like These are tiny things that Sadiq should be able to improve on in the summer league. 
This is these. Are, I'm not talking about him needing to be able to take next level reads again. Like I don't need to see him do stuff off the dribble. Him being able to bully people in the G. Uh, I don't know why I keep calling the G League. Him pe- being able to bully people in the summer league is not a big deal. I saw Stanley Johnson do it. If you are an NBA player, you likely are going to be stronger than these guys in the G League. Obviously, that's not something that you're going to be able to see happen in next NBA uh, at the NBA level. But what you can see at the NBA level, and you can take away from here, is him being able to improve his vision. You will be able to see that in these games. And so far through one game, I've basically seen enough to know that he hasn't taken a step forward in that at all. Because a lot of these were just flat out blatant. It was it was the exact same thing that we saw last year. And honestly, it's just it's just something that really is disappointing for me to watch throughout this game. Because it was really getting bad. Especially in that third quarter. The first like three or four possessions, I believe, he did it back to back to back to back possessions. And it even got to a point where I wasn't even the only one calling it out. A lot of you guys were calling it out on Twitter too. Like, okay, this is getting kind of ridiculous. Sadiq, you have someone wide open right here. Like, it's getting... like. This is why I don't want to see Sadiq try to work on things with the ball in his hands. This is why I was trying to tell you guys, like, this is not, like, what he's going to be. He needs to maximize his, his position on the team. And you guys can say that, oh, like I said earlier, with the co- looking at it from a coaching advantage, that, okay, well, we're putting the ball in his hands and we want him to do this because we want him to improve in this. That's fine. But at the end of the day, he's not improving in it. It's already through. Like, this is, like I said, hitting a wide-open person next to you on the block is not something that should be really hard to do. Like, the fact that he was incapable of doing that in multiple possessions tonight, like, it just shows what I was trying to tell you guys all, all offseason. Now, obviously, hopefully he gets better at it, but my big takeaway is the fact that if he's not able to make these kind of reads, these easy, easy, easy reads against Summer League guys, then I obviously he's not going to be able to do it against NBA guys, and he obviously hasn't taken that big of a step forward in that department, and that was his biggest glaring hole. He needs to stop forcing shots. He simply cannot make, and he needs to make the wide-open pass. Again, not the next level read. Not like this, like that pass that Sekou made at the end of the game uh, when Cade hit him on the on the slip in the corner with like 30 seconds left and Sekou jumped in the air and was about to pass to the corner but read the defender coming in and then skipped it to the wing instead. That right there is a next level read. That was a great pass by Sekou. Great read and great pass by Sekou. I'm not asking Sadiq to do that. That's not what I'm asking of Sadiq. I'm simply asking him to be able to make the wide open pass to the dude right next to you. So hopefully we see that improve at some point throughout the summer league. But through one game, it shows me that he just basically has not taken a step forward in that area at all. He's more focused, which is my big concern. I've said this to you guys before. My big concern was that he was going to be more focused on trying again, show that he is capable of doing stuff off the dribble instead of simply just making the right play and the easy play. So we'll see what happens moving forward. I spent a lot of time uh, ripping apart Sadiq. Trust me, I don't hate Sadiq. I like Sadiq. I think Sadiq's a really good player. I think Sadiq is going to be a good player for the next 10-plus years. I think he could sell into a 3-and-D role and be a starter for 10-plus years. It says these, this thing I'm talking about right here, he, this, this is really bad. He has to stop doing that. He has to improve in that area badly. When we come back, we'll talk about another one of my takeaways from tonight's Summer League game, the first game for the Pistons Summer League against the OKC Thunder, which they lost 76-72. to But before we get into any of that, let me tell you about you guys' favorite sponsor, Built Bar. The best tasting protein bar on the planet Earth comes with a variety of flavors, including six new flavors in caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. All flavors are covered in incredible tasting chocolate and are soft and easy on the teeth to chew. These bars are low in calorie and sugar, but high in protein and fiber. A flavor I suggest is the peanut butter flavor. Packed with 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, only 5 grams of sugar, and 5 grams net carbs. So go try the Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 and you'll get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Built Bar, 
the best tasting protein bar ever. Then let me tell you about another one of our sponsors, BetOnline AG. Betting is now legal in Michigan, and if you're anything like me, you want to take advantage of that instantly. However, there's one problem I constantly ran into. There's so many different apps to bet through. Which betting app is the best to use? Which one is the best for me? That's why I found BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The NFL season might be over, but even the Summer League and MLB are still in full swing. If you want to take your adventures beyond sports, however, BetOnline has you covered there too. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, reality TV, things I didn't even know you could bet on. BetOnline has real-time updated odds and props on just about anything you can imagine. BetOnline is the best way to place your bets and it's free to sign up. Head over to BetOnline now to sign up and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit and make sure you use promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. But anyways, back to the Summer League. Real quick, I want to say, I just saw, as I'm like reading this ad, I saw on Twitter that Tyler Cook is currently trending. Uh, okay, that's <laughs> that's a little bit too, a little bit out of pocket. Uh, I definitely understand why everyone's mad, and definitely, like I've said multiple times, I was I'm, I was definitely disappointed by his performance too. It definitely was really bad. Uh, but him being him trending on Twitter is definitely a little bit uh maybe a little bit out of pocket. But who cares really? Anyways, I'm going to talk about Sekou Dumbora's night. You guys knew I was going to talk about Sekou at least a little bit tonight. So this is why I thought about his performance in the first summer league game for the Pistons. So one. If the Pistons continue to just put him in the corner and have him not be involved in actions, not be involved in screening roles, not be involved in off-ball screens, like anything like that, you might just please just ship him off to another team. I like I, I legit would rather say you just go somewhere else where he's actually going to be involved in, in action than me have to sit here and watch this again. Again, it's just one summer league game. Cool, you're overreacting. Ha <laughs> ha. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but this is something I've watched with him for three years now that he basically just gets sit in the corner. I hate it so much. But anyways, with his performance himself, I thought he played really well, honestly. I think he literally might have been one of the best players on the Pistons. You can make an argument that he probably was the most... He probably had the best game on any Piston tonight. Uh, he ended the game with five blocks. Some of the, the energy plays, the explosive plays that he made, there was a lot of explosive. I don't think I've watched actually one game of Seku over the past two years that have had this many explosive plays in it in just one game. He had multiple explosive plays, and they all pretty much came from defense. Uh, that was great to see. Uh, he basically was the Pistons' best five tonight on Summer League. Luca Garza looked awful defensively, as everyone already knew he was going to, and Tyler Cook was everyone. Yeah, Tyler Cook. Uh, but, yeah, Sekou basically was their best five tonight with five blocks, had multiple highlight blocks on the game. Um, early on, you see already who's going to pay off the most, honestly, from playing with Killian Hayes and Kate Cunningham. It was Sekou. Sekou immediately started feeding off, got two quick buckets immediately off a cut and running in transition from Killian Hayes. So hopefully they try to work that into the offense a little bit more. Um, and who knows, you know, try maybe get him out the corner a little bit more. Try to give him some action where he's running the floor or running, diving towards the rim or coming off screens or coming downhill off a screen like who knows like try to get him involved instead of just sitting him in the corner where he shot over three from deep obviously you want to see him improve that hopefully he starts to shoot a little bit better in summer league and gets to carry that over into the regular season from deep but I think it's very clear that that's not one of his high points in his game unless he takes a big step for the rest of summer league and in into the regular season maybe do things that like fit his strengths like trying to get him around the rim a little bit more. I don't know. I would like to see that. Also, it's the summer league. If we're going to sit here and let Saban Lee take four threes because we're working on it, why not post Seiku up or let him try to do some ISO plays? Can he work on some stuff too? That was what I would like to see as a fan. I'd like to see some fun stuff with Seiku doing stuff. I'd rather see Seiku try to post up an ISO than Saban Lee shoot a three. That's me just being a fan though. 
But yeah, just looking, analyzing Sekou's game, I thought he played a pretty good game. I think he could have done more for the Pistons if they like tried to get him involved more. But I think in the role that they had him in, he played pretty well. I think he played really good, actually. Played really good defense. Did a really good job switching out on the perimeter against guards. Obviously, it's the G uh, Why do I keep saying G League? It's the Summer League. So, I mean, obviously, they're not the same speed and caliber as NBA guards. But he did a really good job at doing that. And he played really good defense. And offensively, he filled his role. You, like, you would have liked to see him hit one of these threes, but... He filled his role nicely. He had a really good post move. The one time he did get a post uh, touch and finished really well. I think one of the best things I saw tonight from him was in that post up. A double was coming from the baseline. Before it got there, he felt it coming. And that's one of the like key signs that someone is like improving their awareness and starting to have better feel for the game. That right there is a big takeaway to have. Because in past years, or even last year, Sekou probably was still turned baseline. Not seeing that come and turn the ball over. He felt the double coming before he even got there. And gave him a nice in a, like a little fake spin move and go back towards the middle and finish with his left hand. So that was probably my favorite move from Seku tonight. Uh, other takeaways, Luca Garza, like I was already mentioned, played really awful defense. He finished with nine points and four rebounds. So obviously offensively, he's pretty decent. But defensively, he's just still just really bad. Um, there were some times that he did move his feet pretty well, but then he would jump at things he shouldn't jump at. He was also late on a lot of rotations. Uh, they picked on him a lot in the pick and pop as well. Um, you can see that he does try really hard, though. He's really trying defensively to try to improve defense. And I guess if there's a guy you bet on, it's definitely the guy who knows where his weakness is and is trying his hardest, his damnness, to improve in that area. So I can't blame the Pistons for picking him and, and picking a guy who knows his weakness and is trying his hardest to improve the area. So we'll see where that goes in the coming coming months and coming years, honestly, with this defense. But tonight, definitely you saw why he slipped so far in the draft and why he was just so bad. Or not so bad, but uh, wasn't uh, drafted so high in the draft and slipped to where he was with the Pistons. Uh, other takeaways, I still would like to see Killian be more decisive at attacking and trying to get his own shot. Uh, this is the thing, and let me say this for everyone that was watching Jalen Green's game and it's going crazy over Jalen Green's game versus Kate Cunningham's. Let me just say this real quick. One, it's Summer League. Can we please chill out, bro? Like, I remember a few years ago when Trey Young was playing awful throughout the entire Summer League. Everyone said he basically was an NBA player. Now look where he's at. So it's Summer League. Can we... Like, can we at least try to be objective here? Uh, and second of all, Jalen Green basically was given the ball in his summer league debut and was like, here, do you. You score the ball, go out and do what you do best, and we'll just get out your way. And obviously he did good at that. He, he's going to be a good player. But the Rockets basically don't have anyone else on that floor that they're basically like, hey, we're trying to make you work together with this guy. We need to get this chemistry going with this guy. They, they legit just gave him the ball and said, hey, go do you and score. And he did that. With the Pistons, they're using this summer league to try to develop chemistry with him and Killian Hayes. So definitely, I feel like that was a big part of both guys not having the greatest of games. Killian was trying to get on the same page with K. K was trying to get on the same page with Killian. They're trying to work out the Kings. Neither of them, I feel like, are really trying. Like I know Cade got 17 shots, but it really doesn't feel like he got 17 shots. Like It really felt like that he was more so trying to just fit in with the team and trying to get chemistry right with certain players and trying to like, get sets correctly and trying to, you know, fit in with everybody, basically. Trying to get everybody to gel together. And I feel like that was what Killian was trying to do as well. Uh, moving forward, I just want to see that chemistry get a little bit better. I would hope to see them both try to get a little bit more decisive and trying to go just get their own shot and just go try to score. Go try just just play the game. Be more free. It looked like they were really starting to hit that hit on all cylinders to start the game off. I really think that second quarter when the subs came in and everything just went downhill... I think that really put a dent in things. But yeah, I, I just would like to everyone to know that the Pistons and Kay Cunningham and everyone else in the roster is not using the Summer League to wrap up 
Instagram likes for your summer league performance. They're not using it to so they can talk about how well you did against players who are not going to be in the NBA. They're using this summer league to improve their chemistry, try to gel guys together that are going to be on the roster in the NBA so they can then rack up Instagram likes about NBA games. They're going to want to rack up uh, shit-talking for NBA games. They're not going to be worried about what happened in the summer league. They're using this to get ready for the NBA game. So the fact that they're like trying to work out the kinks and the fact that neither guys or any guy really on the piston really had high numbers or high scoring totals or had a really great game is fine because they're using the summer league to try to work out things and try to gel together and try you know, figure out what's going to be like during the regular season when you throw in even Jeremy Grant into the mix too. Like how are they all going to fit together? That's what they're working on. So miss me without uh, Jalen Green comparing him to – Kate Cunningham already has a one summer league game. Not here for it. I'm sure Kate Cunningham will eventually have a game where he pops off and we can get it right back at the Houston fans. But that's basically all my takeaways from the first game of summer league for the Pistons. They lost to the Oklahoma City Thunder 76-72. to Hopefully they come back on Tuesday at 9 p.m. I believe against the Houston Rockets, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Houston on Tuesday at 9 p.m., yeah. So hopefully they head into that game, play a little bit better, start to work out the kinks a little bit more, start to gel a little bit more together, and we'll get the big matchup of Cade versus Jalen Green. We'll see how that goes against the Pistons, uh, see if he's able to go off the same way he did against, uh, I forget what team they went against today, but see if he's able to go off like that against Kaylin Hayes and Cade Cunningham in the backcourt. So, But that's all for today's podcast. Thank you guys for listening. I'll catch you guys on the next one. Hope you guys had a great time watching the game. I know it didn't end up with the best result that you guys wanted, but that first quarter was fun, and I hope you guys enjoyed it, and you guys are looking forward to Tuesday. So I'll see you guys then. Peace out, everybody.